Welcome back to Big Gay Nerds. Previously on Pig Smoke. Our intrepid? Like, here's the thing. This is maybe our least intrepid group yet. Like... We've all got day jobs. Wildly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's... Let's... Let's put down, say... Hmm. Our most mature? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly. Our... Our reasonable adult group of wizard teachers, um, they received news from the dean of Pig Smoke that one of their students, Chad Blackwood, (laughs) is the chosen one, but their, their investigations have turned up that he's just kind of, he's just kind of a popular trust fund jock, Mm. so... And uh, then Liam purposely forgot about it almost instantly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "Hey, hey, uh, what do you want to do about you know Chad and everything?" He's gonna be like, "I don't know." Who? He's gonna like like take Whatever his, like, you his want. notes out of his pocket. It's like, um, tie, tie. No, wait, that was yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, um. Damn, I gotta get a notebook or something. <laughs> Everyone, when we left, was engaged in their own things. I think maybe the most immediate was that Albert was heading to class, right? Yes. Yeah, he just picked up a corpse to replace one that had mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> right. Um, so you're heading off to... And it's the... It is like the introduction to corpse defilement, then? Mm-hmm. Right, so you arrive at class um, a little late, uh, but you you kind of like barge in with the skeleton still carrying you, and all your students t- uh, turn around in a hurry, and they're p- beca- given you. Well, actually, okay, you're the workhorse, mm-hmm. so you, either you're on time all the time. Or you're late a lot because you're taking care of other stuff. Which is it? It's it. It's both. Like you can never uh, guarantee whether or not Albert's going to be on time and having been there for like an hour, or if he's like five minutes late. I see. That makes that makes sense. So it doesn't cause too much of a surprise, except maybe for some of the ones who still haven't gotten used to the skeletons and all that. Yeah. But you bust in and. If I remember correctly, your classroom is sort of like, almost like a classroom library, like there's books everywhere? Um, I think we decided on the monolithic, like... Oh, the, the that one, was it. Yeah, it's, it's the one that's like made almost entirely out of obsidian and black marble, and there's just like oh monoliths God. everywhere. That's good, yes. <laughs> that is, yeah. It's, I mean, the life and death department has... Oh my god, I think the life and death department is, like, made out of marble or something. Mm-hmm. It's, like, like it, it, it initially, like, the entrance to it looks like a really small family crypt, and then, like, it immediately delves down and... Oh my god, it's calls. subterranean! Yes! Yes! Damn. Of course. And so, yeah, you bust in there, and you probably have, like, this obsidian, like, slab up on front where mm-hmm. the corpse goes... 
Are the desks obsidian, or are there just, like, some normal desks set up everywhere? Um, I like the idea that they're made out of, like, a polished, like, cheaper stone, like, slate. Mm. <laughs> you still gotta move them around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, the, God, it's the floors in there must be just trash. And this has gotta be the normal. coldest department. I guess that makes sense, because there's a bunch of dead things in there, but Jesus. You gotta have- keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Everything has cut up tennis balls on it, so it doesn't scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so, um, unless you want to, like, skirt over this entirely, it sounds like you're teaching a lecture or seminar, correct? Yeah, um, I think, I think Albert's just going to, like, go in depth about, like, now that it's been a week and everybody's kind of gotten a feel for for what it's about... And uh, we got all the anatomy stuff out of the way. He's probably going to go on a lecture about uh, applications of what you can do with modifying corpses. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. And okay. he'll probably just, like, show off a skeleton that has, like, six arms. Oh, Ooh. nice. <laughs> nice. Right. And uh, what do you... Hmm. Do you have the resources to do any drastic modifications to the one you actually have on hand, or is that mostly for more practical demonstrations? Um, I think like uh, like he he's he's mostly just showing off what he can do with like skeletons that he has on hand, but then he's going to go and like show off with this corpse smaller modifications you can do, like adding a second heart or whatever. I see. Okay. Cool. So roll with charisma. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Love that he's such a good teacher, but he's uh, not necessarily good at teaching classes. Okay, so I got a I got a three oh. and a five minus one. So I just bear the skirt by with a seven. Oh nice. Okay, so first off mark experience. Oh, okay. Um but let's see. <laughs> Okay, so the the class goes pretty much all normally, but afterwards, when everything's sorting out, sorted out, and you're like returning to your office, is that like a is that a cat or something? Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to give her a piece of paper so she would get out of my dice box. Oh no, <laughs> that's perfectly acceptable. But yeah, that's what that is. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to keep it in. Oh, God. Oh, anyway. Yes. Uh, so, you're in your office, which... Yeah. It, it It's an office. Um, yeah, that is... But that is also the one that you have a lot of, uh, like, books in it, correct? Yeah. And you, yeah. He's got a small, okay. like uncomfortably, like, evil-looking library. Yeah. Like, um, all of your offices, as stated, are, like, almost (laughs) closet-sized, but yours is closet-sized and the walls are bookshelves, essentially. It it used to be normal, like, office-sized, but there's so many bookshelves, like, layered on top of each other, like, in front of each other. Um, Yeah. And, like, on the small desk is a, like, a small fake-ass skull with, uh, like, <laughs> gold and rubies, and, like, the ruby presses in, and it reveals it's just an intercom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, as you're sorting things out and just going over your notes, uh, a student 
uh, like, sir shows up and, like, do you have your door open or closed? Um, open. He probably expects people to come by a lot. Okay, so a student leans in and, uh, like, knocks on your open door. Oh, uh, hello. Come on in. Don't, don't, uh, you don't have to do that. You can just walk in. Oh, uh, thank you. Let me see what kind of name am I giving this person. I'm really jealous of Apocalypse World because when you need to, like, have names for characters and that, you're just like, oh yeah, here's Shithead or Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, um... Okay, but uh, you recognize her as Georgetta Stout. Right. And she's one of your students from the previous class. Um, and so she thanks you and she sits down so okay i was really impressed with what i saw in class today so uh thank you for the demonstration that was that was really impressive stuff just to start with i hope I'm, that by the end of the class you should be able to do something even more exciting well good um i'm asking about the different applications of this because I've been looking at the syllabus and I'm a little bit curious if it would be possible to do something like what you did in class today um, with an alive person. Uh, uh, hmm. I'm not, it's, it just seems like the benefits are so high. Uh, Things like additional limbs or even hearts uh, seems almost wasted on undead beings. The unfortunate answer is um, I don't believe at the moment there is any uh, good applications for this on living people as um, the way necromancy works is uh, requires magic to fuel the body and... Um, because of that, there's no way to keep those parts together without excessive uses of um, uh, undeath sorts of magic. So I could say it is certainly possible, but I would I would say it's certainly short-term and has some negative consequences. Hmm. But also, from a legal standpoint, it's kind of a gray area, so I'd say no. Oh, okay. I... I have to admit, I I haven't done a lot of research on that side of things. Mm. The, that's one of the things I was a little bit concerned about. But you you have to you, you have to agree, right? That would the potential there. It's, it's it certainly would be absolutely phenomenal if we were to be able to do something uh, quite this interesting on a living being. Um, but unfortunately. Um, one, it's not my department, so I'm not very special. I'm a little too specialized to tell you one way or another. And uh, two, even if it were, I think um, I think alchemy would uh, fare better for some of the things that you're asking for. Yeah, probably that. Or like this. This is a little bit like what the people in the medical wing work on, mm -hmm. and that like, frankly, the people in the medical wing kind of weird out the people in the life and death department. <laughs> So, <laughs> and vice versa. I found that's how that's how my wife and I met. <laughs> <laughs> well, she mm. she she seems to be 
recognizing what you're saying. It seems like she she hears what you're saying. But you can tell you haven't really like fully extinguished that fire in her. She's got an idea in your head. You've seen this before. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if she's gonna do anything about it soon. But she definitely looks like she wants to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Do you I... let that go? Albert's exactly the type who would make a situation way funner, so I'm gonna have him um, like kind of go... So you still seem to be interested in the the applications of this on a living body. Um, why don't you? He, he like pulls out. He pulls up from his desk like and ruffles around, and it reveals he has like seven, uh, six or seven copies of the Human Centipede, and he just puts it on the desk. <laughs> God. Oh, um, huh. Uh, if I. Should I watch this? Oh, it's how ha- it's almost Halloween. I think it's appropriate. Um, <laughs> well, um, um, I I would suggest um, maybe after going through some of that, you can um, you can talk with. Hmm, I'm trying to think of which person in this department would be good for talking about this with. Um, you might be able to get. You might be able to have a fun project for you, um, but not till your senior year, I think, because. Um, some of the things that you're wanting to do um, is a touch advanced for the courses that I have set up for you right now. Well, uh, thanks for the viewing material. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll, I'll keep you tabbed about uh, any anything else I find out. Sounds good. I appreciated you coming. Thanks. Uh, I appreciated the open door policy. Mm-hmm. He just, right. he just goes right back to where he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully oh. those movies will scare her straight. But it's <laughs> not a guarantee. God. I love the idea that he just happens to get this question enough that he has a couple of copies of the Human Centipede to borrow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not to put words in your mouth, but because this is something I've thought of a bit... I think that if you didn't know specifically what other like life or death department person to direct them to, mm-hmm. if if like your character didn't know who would be best to handle that, you could just say Doctor West, and there are like five different people in the department <laughs> named that. Oh, so, so good. <laughs> oh, I'll, keep, Adam, I'll keep that joke in mind later. <laughs> there's Adam. There's Julia. Like, there's a lot of confu- you got to make sure you have like the first. Uh, like, you, you gotta make sure you have the first name in there if you want to give specific instructions. But so you were just passing yeah. the buck there. Yeah. God. All right. That that was a good joke. Thank you for that. Welcome. All right. So, let's see who was next up. I think, just focusing on people who have schoolwork in front of them, the next person who something is going to happen to would be Liam. Because he's going to be in his office, just sorting things out as usual, reviewing his I'm history. I'm thinking about maybe. what to do for, like, a like a class in, like, history, if it comes to that. You're maybe very quickly assembling a PowerPoint <laughs> or something. Yeah, that sounds good. And so... Let's uh, see what the old Wikipedia has today. <laughs> 
and and so you're just doing that minding your own business and suddenly uh Stefan just bursts in. It's oh. it's another case where he just pops up and he's glaring at you. Oh, hey little dog, twice in one day. What do I owe the pleasure? What did you do to me? <laughs> do to you? After I, I don't remember I, doing anything to you. After I after I after I attempted to exercise my powers in a way that is perfectly expected within this department. It's just a part of the culture scene. I don't think that anyone <laughs> would judge me for this. Something something in your mind messed up mine and I can't read shit. Oh, damn. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say that was not intentional in any way. I simply set up some shielding, you know, common procedure when you're, like, hanging around a bunch of mind menders. And I guess it was just too much for you, little dog. <laughs> he, like, he's, like, silently seething at you. It's like, so, I don't know, like, uh, get, I don't know, uh, let me think. Let me do Get like a maybe a self control spell or even I could I could fix it for you if you want but I don't know if you want to. I do not want you touching my brain anymore. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I want so, you. Um, I'm sure that there's somebody in the department who would be willing to help you, right? And you know, you know from his expression that like you're not the only motherfucker he doesn't trust in here. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. If 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 you trusted other people, why would you even end up in this department? <laughs> oh. I would but say he's not... get to the library, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna. He's not going to lay off of you in a hurry. He well, if he you like don't want glares me to and around, then uh, what do you want me to do about it? I want you to know that you don't have the upper hand here. Oh, all right. <laughs> that is that's noted. <laughs> noted in a note he can't read. <laughs> That's actually like way harsher than I intended, but I guess part of yeah. making, you know, foisting off your problems on other people is that you don't really know what those problems are going to be. Exactly. The, the oh, way well. I, again, to do a little of that behind the scenes stuff, the way I see it is you would set up a cage, but it turned into more of like a bear trap. Oh. <laughs> it couldn't happen to a nicer person. <laughs> Uh, oh shit! I'm gonna well, get you now back that for I, this. I can maybe like like uh, just like undoing the cage will help some. Now that I've actually just removed that information from my mind. Oh um, hmm. I think you you could I think, but so so you can do that, but um. It's not going to make things any easier for him. No, oh, all right, never mind then. 
Okay, so he's he's in your office swearing revenge, and you're just like waving him off. Is that that the situation? I I don't know what I can do for him here. All right. Well, I sorry, muchacho. <laughs> he has some more. Maybe just maybe kind keep of... your fucking tendrils to yourself from now on. <laughs> <laughs> it is very possible. It is very possible that he will do that, but probably not. So, as a result, he just he just sort of storms off, and you you do know that he's going to try and get revenge on you in some way. Oh boy! No, just you know, I feel bad, but he started it. <laughs> so you don't feel that bad, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he certainly did. All right, so. Do you want to get to class or move on to someone else? I'll let someone else do something, and then we can okay. we can do my class after. Okay. So, does Corvina or Simone want to go next? Um, I think the only thing that Corvina had was she spent all of her time before her class on research papers, so if Simone's got, like, other stuff to do, she can... Well, Simone is just prepping desperately for uh, her 8 a.m. class, which could lead to shenanigans. So yeah, sure, I'll uh, I'll bite. Okay, um, so you're doing that. You're flipping through like the big old book that you probably got out of the library yes. or something. It's probably you know what? It's probably the same book you assigned to your students. Absolutely. Yeah, and you're going through it for like maybe the first time. It's. She, she has like a has had like a cursory glance through it to know that this is the one that she needs to uh, give to her students, but like she's never mm-hmm. read through it or put together a lesson plan from it yet. Um, so yeah, yeah, no. I mean, she's already been there for she already been at Pigsmoke for a bit, but this is a new book. So okay, all right then. Well, um. As you're doing so, you're just flipping through and, like, being kind of freaked out by all the shit in there, because every now and then you, like, turn the page and, like, oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you hear a knock on your door. Um, uh, and Simone jumps a little bit. She's just, oh, God. Uh, Come, come, uh, come in, come in. Uh, the door opens, and you see the head of the calling, binding, and sealing away department, who is uh, Vicky Sigvald. Ah, Doctor Sigvald. Uh, what brings you to my humble office? She's an older lady. I mean. A lot of the ladies on staff are older than you. Right. But um, she's older, and she's sort of, like, short and stocky, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit more. She has a certain, like, slightly weathered quality that you would normally associate more with, say, the elemental department. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that... Well, you would say that you can tell she's had a very hands-on experience with that, but that would be a little bit insensitive because she, she's got the one arm. Okay. The other one is, like, has sort of the folded-up button sleeve. Right, right, right. So a literal hands-on experience. Yeah. Right. And 
Hands even, off. Yeah, and so e- even if you've been here for like a year before, mm-hmm. this is your first time under her because the previous head had an incident. Oh. And she is since uh, filling the vacuum. So uh, she says, hey, I'm just checking in with all the teachers in my department. Wanted to make sure that we're all pretty well acquainted with each other because at the big interdepartment lunch on first day of classes I wasn't talking too much with the people within CAPSA and so I just wanted to make sure that we were all familiar with each other so uh, absolutely you can come in and and take a seat if you like and she's like kind of trying to shove the book underneath a stack of papers to look a little bit more busy than she actually is and like pushes her sunglasses up it's like yeah yeah come on uh, come and take a seat all right so she does so and she looks around um and her eyes sort of focus on not the book you were just reading but the book the book the big one mm-hmm. with the padlock right on right, it right. does I was going to maybe give it a name, but does it have a name? Hmm. If it does, um, Simone doesn't know it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, she just calls it the Big Grimoire, which is probably not a good title for it. But um, she she received it from the person who had the position before her. And they left a note, and that note was really more of a do not ever touch this ever kind of note. Okay. So she looks at that and says, so that's yours then? Um, I... In- I knew someone in the department had this thing. I inherited it. I think for it. official reasons. Oh. Yes. Oh, it comes with the office then. It did, it did come with the office, um... It, it is quite volatile. I would suggest um, keeping your distance uh, for your safety and the safety of the entire departments, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She's looking at it, and she's looking at you, and that you can... Here's that thing. You're picking up the slightest shred of doubt. Oh. Um. Hmm. And, well, I was just thinking, that seems like a pretty mighty responsibility for someone who's hasn't been here too long. No offense to you, of course. No, no, but not taken. It seems like it's got you on edge. Well, it is, um, well, it is a, d- a dangerous artifact, and, and really, um, I take my position of, of making sure that it is safeguarded very, very seriously. Well, I've got plenty of experience with dealing with things like this. Do you? I think that I have means of transporting it safely. Would you like if I took this off your hands? Um, no. Mm. I... Hmm. No, I think... I think it was left... The, the note that the previous uh, professor left to me was to not open it 
unless absolutely necessary. So I took that as a as a prerogative that it might actually become necessary one day. So I am keeping it as a sort of safety measure. Mm -hmm. Well, to be perfectly frank, I outrank your predecessor. And I think that it would probably be safest in... Listen, I have a vault. I can keep this incredibly safe until it is needed, if it is needed. The, having something right here, it's... People are always looking for reasons. Suppose In their head, they always think it's a good reason. But we've all seen, of course, the, the results. Yes. I have absolutely seen the results. God. How has nobody figured this out yet? <laughs> so, it seems like the situation is she really doesn't think that this should be entrusted with you. What are you going to do to try and change her mind? Or even just... Uh, okay, are you going to try and convince her? Or are you going to try and just, like, get her to back down? Hmm. Let me think... Because so far she's been kind of um, not um, antagonistic about it. Maybe even a little more, like, parental or something. Right. But she's definitely, she's she's overtly pulling rank on you. Right. And, and she's trying to get this thing. And this thing, it's not like you know how to use it, but it's another it's another thing legitimizing you. Right, exactly. It's the thing that makes me seem like an actual, uh, like a real wizard person. Um, let me think. You want me to point out some moves that could apply to this? Oh yeah, I always forget about the moves set. <laughs> it's Sorry. okay. I mean, like, if you had just, if you had just, like, done something that applied to the moves, I think it would work. Right. For, if you, you could use schmooze to tell her what you think she wants to hear to like convince her mm -hmm. of your worthiness somehow you could do scathe like give her a piece of your mind to try and assert your territory however she does have authority over you so you'd be drawing a disadvantage right or um just looking at the options here you could also go ahead and try to use um invoke some weird uh bureaucratic elements and try to like use the rule books to assert your ownership of this thing Ooh. which would be navigate which would be using bureaucracy hmm. let's see i want to try and use because like this is kind of a fraught thing so i want to use like charisma so i'm thinking maybe schmooze so um okay okay so uh she she's offering to take this to to like her vault <clears throat> and um simone is just kind of nodding along and then says um well you you could take it to your vault but honestly ma'am i i think it's beneath you um it's it is a, a grimoire of incredible power to be fair <laughs> but um i think I have a, a good handle on its control, and um, 
Simone is even gonna like walk over and like put her hand on it because like she's touched it before and it's never reacted before so she's really hoping Mm -hmm. that like it won't or no even funnier is she walks over and puts her hand on it and it does react it like kind of glows and growls and Simone just Uh like stands her ground and is like god the idea of touching it kind of hurts and she's just kind of like smiling through all of it like it doesn't bother her at all and that yeah that that's definitely a charisma roll cool then. yeah a power move it's a power move and uh hoping if she comes over and touches it maybe it'll hurt her <laughs> and so simone's just powering through it um so that's a seven plus two is a nine all right and is that is that with the bonus yeah that's that's okay. i rolled a seven Plus the two from Charisma. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. D6 is only go up to six. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, she'll she'll let you have this, but okay, sh- she's looking at you, and she kind of raised her eyebrow at you doing that, and you can tell you've left an impression, but uh, you can also tell that she's not going to... She wants this thing, and she's not necessarily going to give it away for free. If you right. offer her some kind of uh, payment, favor, or bribe, then you're you're Scott Clear. Um, what can I do? She like Simone finally like takes her hand off the book and is like wanting to shake it because oh god, it does kind of burn. But she just smiles through it. <laughs> and she's like, "What can I do for you, ma'am?" to convince you that I am worthy of, of keeping this artifact. Is there anything I can help you with around the department? Any way to prove to you that I am as competent as you expect from any member of the capsule department? Well, she sort of looks around conspiratorially and leans in. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly honest, I think that my predecessor had a pretty serious power base among the faculty of this department. You're new here, so you probably wouldn't have been within the inner circle, but I think they might still be more loyal to his policies, the policies that frankly led to his incident, than they would be to me, so I need you to be my eyes and ears in here. Of absolutely, ma'am, uh, 100%. Because I don't... I mean... We don't need That that guy was a jerk, so... Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't need some kind of cult of personality or cult of anything else in here. There are plenty of cults to go around, it's true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I am am more than happy to do this for you, ma'am. Excellent. Well... Knowing that you're on my side in this, it definitely makes me more comfortable about entrusting these things to you. I'm but. glad to hear that. Is there anything else I can do for you? <laughs> uh, nothing right now. I'll shoot you an email if anything comes. Absolutely! And then, like, Simone, like, <laughs> walks her to the door and, like, like, waves and says, you know, have a nice day! And then closes at the door and is me like, oh my god, oh my god, ow, 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 ow! <laughs> 
Blowing on her hand. Her hand is just, like, covered in, like, little tiny boils. Because she had her hand like a fist the whole time that the the Uh head was, like, in the room with her. And now she's like, ah, ah. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Simone Solomon, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Round of applause. All right. Uh, Okay, then let's, uh, before we go to the next day, let's jump back over to Liam, where he finally has his class. So... (laughs) So what's what's your history of mesmerism class like? <clears throat> all right, oh I know we all have places we'd rather be right now, but that's why I do my best to make these classes entertaining, at least as well, you know as much as you can with the uh, the material. All right, so to uh, just to summarize last time, there's a lot of people that think that uh, you know. Mindbenders, mesmers are behind a lot of the world's, you know, big historical events. This is rarely the case. Uh, there's not a whole lot of mindbender conspiracies because getting a whole lot of mindbenders in one place is generally doesn't get a whole lot done. You know, of course, the the school's department is an exception, obviously. <clears throat> and, <laughs> The other thing is that uh, mindbenders are rarely in a place of, uh, you know, they really take leadership roles themselves. And I think, well, clearly, they get, uh, they're the power behind the throne, vizier sort of situation. The problem is that leaders tend to go through viziers pretty quickly. So, to get to our topic today, Martin Luther, like the older one. Now... Now, Martin Luther was a real piece of shit human being. <laughs> now, alright, so he is on record as being so racist, so sexist, so anti-Semitic, that even people in the 1500s would tell him to tone it down. But, uh, they said it was a bad look. <laughs> so, I think it's pretty easy to say that uh, Martin Luther was not much of a magician of any sort. So what we're looking for here is a man by the name, and you can apply this uh, topic to, you can apply this uh, approach to a, a number of different historical topics. What you want to do is go about seven paragraphs down in the Wikipedia article and look for the dude with the weirdest name. So we're talking here about Holdrich Zwingli. Okay. I need you to roll charisma now. Cause... Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm good at charisma. <laughs> if this keeps on too long, we'll end up going through the whole seminar, and I'll be like... Okay, so I got a uh, six and a two for eight, plus two for a total of ten. Nice. I Everything goes according to plan, and you can mark experience. All right. Like, the students are... They... They're impressed. They probably believe whatever <laughs> you're saying. You might even say they've been mesmerized. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you, you. You get the class to work out without a hitch. Excellent. Yes. Uh, all right. Okay. I'm not to do any work until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how you do it. You don't have people coming around with questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, good. See, so I don't have to learn any names. <laughs> oh. oh, for the record, I think um, 
Chad Blackwood isn't in that class because it's mostly for like history majors or like as mm -hmm. an elective. He's probably in one of the more core classes, which is like um, let me see, mindfulness and like protection from. Oh shit! I forgot what I called it. It was something very official sounding. Like psychic self-defense. Oh yeah, psychic self-defense. Yeah, which is a yeah, very good thing for a chosen one to have. Yeah, I think he is in that one. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Of course, as a as a football player, he might have he might be in speech. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how serious he's taking this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, all right then. Um. You, then you know what? I think he's in speech. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh God! Now I gotta think of what to do for speech. You don't have to always do the lectures, as much as I very that's, much appreciated that. That's the best part, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad that... I'm very glad you picked that. Uh, Alright, so... That's true love right there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so everything goes about as normal. Uh, the main thing, I think, is that none of you had a class with Chad after your meeting that day. Right. That was not the case. Yeah. And so uh the next day uh let's let's jump into the next day uh at about the same time as before except this time you don't have the dean nagging on ya. So uh, unless so how are people spending the lunch hour? Sleeping. Oh. Simone uh, has an Albert... 8 a.m. class. She's probably <laughs> sleeping somewhere. Uh, God, Albert is probably going to be either with um, the Professor Blake or he's going to be out on a bench and either way he's going to be surrounded by crows just gently feeding the crackers. <laughs> they could be like at whatever like little coffee joint is on this campus, like at an outside table and Corvina's just kind of like slumped on the table like <laughs> this day is already too much. <laughs> what about Liam? Um, he's he's probably found a nice sandwich shop, like short, like a quick ways off campus, like there always is, like one of those okay. places where it's like pizza and sandwiches nice. and whatever college students eat. Yeah. Like there, there's like some. Like cheap fried chicken, probably. Yeah. Mm. All right, so yeah, it makes sense as the mind bender that you would like try to distance yourself from like the other faculty as much as possible. So... Yeah, especially the other mind benders. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Stefan, like double especially. Yeah. So, for the two of you who are at the cafe, there's a very specific move with a oh, really weird name <laughs> called A Small Incestuous World. Oh, yeah. Um, so when you eat or drink in a public place on campus, roll plus nothing. So both of you do that. Okay. I got a seven. I got four. <laughs> okay. Oh, Alright, so... Four... First, first, let's deal with the person who has some agency in this. Adam, uh, sorry, uh, Professor Adams, uh, choose one of these options. 
You run to someone you'd really have rather avoided. You catch wind of some bad news that will affect your department. Or you see two other faculty members doing something highly dubious and you are implicated or and you're implicated or drawn in. Ooh, I like all of these. I'm tempted yeah. to go with either I catch wind of bad news or I run into someone I'd really rather not have. All <clears throat> right. So, I don't know. Which one do you think I should go for, everybody? Hmm. Hmm. I kind of like hmm. the first one. Yeah. That sounds yeah. really fun. Right. Okay, then. So, um... I... So, uh, Halbert seems like someone who is just generally friendly, so I don't have a good sense of what kind of enemies he might have, so you don't need, uh, you provide as many details as you feel like you're able to, but who would you rather avoid? And you can be vague here, if you're, I don't want to uh, uh, just be stalling forever for details. I think somebody Albert really wouldn't like interacting with is since he's an Adams, he doesn't like the monsters. So <laughs> Oh no. I'm I'm sorry, I think you said something. Uh since he's an Adams, he clearly doesn't like a monster. And so I'm just imagining like some giant werewolf ass dude coming up and he's like the college foot he's like the football head uh, coach or something. Oh yes. Oh uh. <laughs> But he's uh, yes. like distinctly like uh like Universal Monsters Wolfman, not like a werewolf. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um you're just sitting there in the cafe and uh, that's not the sort of place that Coach Timber tends to go very often. He's like he is one of the like eat off campuser guys, but he just shows up and like orders a black coffee and like a handful of biscottis <laughs> and <laughs> he turns around and he sees you and like you do you even know like what his deal is with you um i think it's just like sitcom arch nemesis and there was something a long time ago but neither of them is ever going to bring it up. Just, like, weird background details. Mm. Like, you say that, but a detail immediately sprung to mind. Are you okay if I go with this? Please go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say it for a bit, though. I'm going to keep this oh, in my pocket. Good. Um, so, um, he just, like, marches. It looks like he's just going to walk past you, but, like, when he's right behind you, he doesn't turn to look at you or anything. But he just says, Al. <laughs> That's a bad dog. <laughs> he turned, like, you, he did not get far enough away before he, t um, before he say that. And so he just turns around and it's like, oh, you're still doing that, huh? That's still your thing? You haven't come up with any new material in fucking 20 years? Still seems to get to you just fine. Oh. <sighs> I don't... I don't know why they keep you around here. You're not even 
interestingly weird enough for those creeps down in the crypt. <laughs> oh. So cold. Oh. I feel like that's a little harsh. Yeah, well, so's calling me a dog. I feel like I bring something beautiful to the crypt, don't you think? He's just, he's just ignoring him and petting a, and petting a crow. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, like, Corvina, you're in the middle of this. Yeah, she's just, like, kind of off the side. She's looking up now and just kind of glancing between them nervously, like, what is this gonna... <laughs> oh, you bring beautiful things, huh? That's it? That's how you see it? You sure you're not? You sure you don't take beautiful things? <laughs> oh, oh, what did you do? You leave my wife out of this. <laughs> Corvina's starting to get kind of annoyed. So can I roll? Um cast a spell to try to, like, look into the sky's future and find something, like, really unsettling. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, hmm. I think... Let me think. I think that could... Yeah, that could potentially solve a problem. Yeah. Okay, so how do you do that? <laughs> she just... She wants to, like, get him out of here. Okay. How do you do that? We've seen you scrying with, like... Do you use your coffee? <laughs> Tea leaves. Yeah, she... Fucking deadly premonition. Yes, style. yes. She was. She's finished her like fancy loose leaf tea, and she's got her cup. So she's just gonna pick oh, it up. Oh, it's got the tea leaves. Perfect. Yeah, yeah it is. Okay. Uh, let's see. Eight plus two, so ten. Excellent. All right. So, uh, you got the same four options as before. Mm -hmm. Solution becomes someone else's problem, short-lived and otherwise temporary, it affects more than you intended, or you get hurt. Hmm. Oh, I don't know if I should make this someone else's problem, or I get hurt. You're uh, kind of making it his problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let, let's, let's go with the first one. The solution becomes someone else's problem. And so what she's going to do is she's going to um, look up from her tea leaves look right into his eyes with like this distant ethereal like otherworldly <laughs> like she's on another plane of existence right now and she's just going to say oh god what should happen to him maybe you should avoid the bus oh <laughs> that or he he's probably the kind of guy who has a car that he like loves. That's true. Because right? he's college. He's a college guy. And yeah. Always, yeah. College football yeah. dude. Yeah. So she's like, you might want to keep an eye on your car. He he like shoots. He you're not sure if he really realized you were there <laughs> up until oh, now. No. But he shoots. But he shoots you this look, and he like. He downs his coffee, which was, like, pretty hot, points at Al, and says, like, he looks like he's going to say something, and then he just bolts for the door. So, Al? Well, that was fun. Thank you for, um... Thank you for creating a self-fulfilling prophecy there. 
Oh, it was no problem. I can't stand guys like that. I don't think anyone could. I don't know how <laughs> they have so enough energy to, uh... Oh, I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. That's fine. Just, you drank a lot of tea all at once. That, that happens to everybody. Yes. Well, um... As Coach Timber <laughs> exits the cafe, uh... Someone else enters because, if you remember, you did just fail a roll completely. And so you recognize him as. Let me just get my the name list I had brought up in the meantime. Um, there's Jonathan Booker, and he's also he's in the same department of you he's in the department of foresight and he's got like he's got a real like mystic look going on like you're just kind of subtle goth but he's like you get the sense that if you could just wear a bathrobe around the whole not a bathrobe like a smoking jacket around the <laughs> whole time or something like that he probably would um he walks in like looks around he's very purposeful this isn't some kind of accidental collision um he looks around points at Corvina and says you <laughs> she just says oh what now you plagiarist <gasps> <laughs> oh shit it's Dr. Orpheus no <laughs> So, uh, at that word, like, everyone turns and looks because you are on a college campus, oh, and, no. like, that's like someone calling you, like, a baby eater. <laughs> <sighs> oh, she, she's just like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. What is you, this about? I received next month's future... Wait, no, damn it. Okay, <laughs> what's the name of the journal you submitted your study to? Oh, gosh. Maybe, like, Gazer or something like that? That's decent. That's decent. So, I received next month's Gazer, and in it, what did I find? The very work that I had intended to publish two months from now... <laughs> If you think that me uh, simply getting there first somehow gets you off the hook for gazing into my success and stealing it preemptively, you clearly do not understand how this department functions. Oh, oh no. Oh god, I thought my department was bad. <laughs> if you think I would waste my time and effort scrying into your future, just to steal a few paltry ideas. You've got another thing coming. Listen, I barely do my own work. I'm not going to spend my time doing yours. Roll with, uh, roll with charisma, because you're scathing. Oh, I got another four plus. No! Hold on, four plus, I think. Uh, where's my sheet? Four plus one. Okay. Do you have... Um, oh, no. Oh, um, you do have that one power. Oh, yes. I'm the fatalist. When I miss a roll before I'm told what happens, I can mark a burnout box to treat the move as seven and nine, which I'm going to do, I think. Okay. Cool. 
your response is deadpan enough that he doesn't he stares at you for a second says says why I never <laughs> and he just like blusters right back out because <laughs> like if you I think that if you had engaged him like in his own language as it were he w- could have like just kept going at you forever but since you just like came down and did not like step into his space at all like you didn't give him any groundwork and the thing is about your department and with allegations like that a lot of the time um like the legal basis is just like sorted out amongst yourselves so since you didn't like challenge him to a duel or some shit he (laughs) he can't actually he can't do anything yet that is way too Um, much effort for corvina she's not gonna duel over this yeah um so he does storm out but you glance over and you notice that uh eunice albright is uh sort of noisily drinking the last of her bubble tea and just sort of looking at you with uh, an expression like you're not entirely sure but you're not sure you made the best impression on your student just there (laughs) she's just kind of oh Eunice uh, how are your studies going dear (laughs) uh they're um they're doing alright it's pretty Oh, sorry. No, it's pretty uh, straightforward stuff so far. I think you. I think it's a. You've, your homework is fair. <laughs> she nods. <laughs> yes, I, I try not to assign too much. Um, I'm really sorry that you had to see that. It's just that sometimes in academia there are certain politics. Uh, some people bear grudges. It's just something that you have to, uh, you can't back down when they try to. In the foresight, uh, <clears throat> in the foresight department, you generally have to deal with people who are in a permanent cesspool of, I came up with the idea first. <laughs> yes. Well, she... Makes no sense when you have a fluid understanding of time, but that's how it is. <laughs> She, like, nods and says, yeah, yeah, I guess that's that's school and magic for ya. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'll I'll see you around. (laughs) I'll see you in class. (laughs) She walks out. Okay, she's already leaving. Okay, I was trying to think of... If you want to do some, like, parting thing. Okay. Um, Nah, I think I'm good. Okay. Why well, is then... it all the birds always stare at her? It makes them really creepy. <laughs> oh, I wish they didn't. 